Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. that we've done to this point going all the way back to June, this is what you prepare for is postseason opportunity. You know, conference tournaments are are a ton of fun. And, you know, I've been a part of uh, cutting down nets on a couple different occasions. There's nothing like it. Nobody can take that away from you when you do that. It's special for your team. I still uh, am close with a lot of the players, uh, you know, that I had the opportunity to cut nets down with. And, and it's really exciting for your fan base. And, you know, it really is the time. You know, everything's going to grind up to this point. Now the fun starts in the postseason. And we just need to, again, go out there and focus on the task at hand, uh, not the overall what we need to do, uh, you know, to make the tournament. It's just one game at a time. And, uh, and hopefully we go out and give ourselves a chance tomorrow. Coach Fred Hoiberg, before the game tonight, the Big Ten Conference tournament begins today. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about fun, and that is how I'm going to center my first question to Brian Christofferson as we bring him in now to the show. Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hi, B. Good. Hey, so Coach Hoiberg mentions fun. And to some degree, you could say that, you know, you want the fun to outweigh whatever else takes place, the game at hand, right? And when you look at a team like Minnesota, they aren't really playing for much. They have a one in gazillion chance of making the NCAA tournament at this point. So they're just playing to to finish out the season now, to have some fun down the stretch. But with this Nebraska team, you almost have to kind of balance now the recent stretch of winning with the fun. And you can't just go into it and say like, hey, you know, let's just have some fun now, guys. It doesn't matter what happens. No, it does matter what happens as this team moves forward. How do you think this team balances that fun while also at the same time uh, what not only the task at hand, but what lies ahead for this team? Well, I think this is where you hope your good chemistry pays off when you go on a road trip like this. You're with your, your boys you like each other. This team has really had sort of that, I think, close connection that has helped it through these various stages of the season where there's been adversity. So I think you can have you can have fun on a trip like this, you know, where you're kind of loose beforehand and all that stuff. But then when it's time to go, you know what's at stake. And you'd have to say this team's done pretty well at, at understanding that of late. I mean, they, um, they have responded... Um, go within within each game. I mean, even the Iowa game, Iowa got up seven points at one point with about 11 minutes left. And a lot of people probably watching are probably like, well, that's it. That's where it, it gets tipped, and this game goes the Hawkeyes' way. Nebraska came right back with five. Wilhelm hits a three at one point where you don't expect it from him, and it brings it back to one in a moment, in a key moment. So I, I think I think they're a, they're a tough bunch. They're plucky. The thing they're going to have to do tonight, though, it, let's just get to the brass tacks of it. They got to 
get better on the glass against a, a big Minnesota lineup. I mean, Minnesota can throw some bigs at you and be a problem. And Nebraska, of course, what lost 31 to 11 in second chance points to Iowa. Derek Walker said, heck, we shouldn't have even won that game if you look at it on paper. Uh, so it's got to be a way different outcome on the boards this game. BC, when you're taking a look at, um, you know, because it's a dirty word, and I love it just because I know how important it is as a as a player and, and, and as a coach. But as you've done this over time with, with a couple of your job stops, when you hear culture and chemistry, what's that elicit in you? Um, initially, it's sort of fighting back the want to eye roll. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a fan, kind of a fan perception of it because, and I understand it, Damon, because around here they've heard about culture with football mostly yeah. um, for such a long time and, oh, it's better than it was and this and that. And it becomes one of those things where it's it's sort of uh, like, okay, um, I hear about this in March and April, um, but, you know, it doesn't show itself to me uh, when it counts on the scoreboard. Um, I think it, so I think it's one of those things where that's my initial reaction is sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. But yet I know that it's the most important thing, you know, like it, it's kind of, funny that way to me because I think people are very skeptical when they hear people talk about it and yet they also understand um, this is what can settle winning and losing in the long run if you sort of build that up within a team. Hoiberg's team has it this year. Yeah. I mean they, they wouldn't be where Clearly. they are at 16 and 15 um, if, if, if they didn't have that and that was a component he talked about um, even in the summer, like when he would show up, you know, at the press conference up, up on the sixth floor before the season when he, he was talking, I love this team and now they're together. And that what I'm saying, Damon, is I think at that point, people are like, yeah, OK, right, whatever. And uh, guess what? He was right. And it, that what he was talking about then in July and August for his team, um, September, whatever it was, um, matters now. And we've seen it in February. So it 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 is it's everything even though sometimes we kind of um scoff when someone delivers a message that their team might have it or they're working for it because i think we we uh have been i don't know we've been knocked had our cart knocked over a few too many times with that <laughs> so we're we're a little uh worried when we hear it we're talking to brian christopherson senior writer for husker 24 7 toss him a follow on twitter at Husker247BC. Brian, there's only two teams that have five out of their last six down the stretch. Only one, or only two teams that have won five out of their last six. And one of them is Nebraska. How much do you believe in momentum over talent when it comes to overall impact in conference tournament play for a team? Oh, I mean, I... I think momentum uh, is something you can really ride. And I, th they have some talent on this team, too. Derek Walker's a baller. You know, I mean, he, he was second team all-conference by the coaches for a reason. He's a tough matchup, and he's such a good facilitator and does so many things. I mean, he's a guy a lot of teams wish they could have. Casey, the way he can shoot it and get on a streak, a lot of guys, they, a lot of people wish they had that right now. Um, and Sam Grissel just does all the dirty work, you know. He, he, he can sometimes have a stat line. I mean, he had 16 against Iowa, uh, but 14 of those points were in the first half, I believe, and then two in the second half. But, yeah, he was still having as big an impact in the last 20 minutes with the other stuff he did. So it's not like they don't have anything over there. 
Um, but it is going to take um, it's going to take a tough mental edge this week because I don't know how much they're going to be able to get out of Blaze Kata. And he's one of those guys where you could use him for a couple minutes here and there. You could really use that presence, of, even if it's like four or five minutes a game where he pops in and, and, and adds that. Will he be able to? I don't know. It sounds kind of iffy. So you're talking about Oleg or somebody kind of needing to step up and give you three or four minutes. That's going to be a huge key, guys, is that like three to four minute stretches where somebody like Oleg comes in the game and kind of watch that score. Can Nebraska, you know, hold serve there or, or, or whatever when they have to go to their bench? Because um, I think there's a right to be kind of concerned about what the, the rebounding could look like in this game if Nebraska is not completely dialed in because Sunday was uh, Sunday was worrisome in that degree. Even though Nebraska won the game, the way it was just so easy for the Hawkeyes to get second chances, um, it kind of has me a little uneasy about this matchup tonight because Minnesota, even though they haven't been a good team, they do have some big dudes that they can throw out the three, four, five and give you some problems. BC, let me change gears for a little bit, but not fully with talk of the culture and and chemistry obviously coach rule took the podium and for me he continues to hit home runs but as a way to validate kind of the level of believe how much you believe in what he's saying are there times because this is kind of my litmus test there are times where i'll listen to what he's saying and i'm like how often would i apply that to something other than sports i.e my household my place of business something like that do do you find yourself listening to him and saying yeah, that's not just football. I, I, I'd kind of like to surround my, kind of like my work environment or my fa- my family or whatever to be like that too. Yeah, he he definitely strikes that chord. Um, I think it's because he talks so much about the accountability aspect of things, right? And I mean, you can apply that to any avenue, and that's why I lo- I like what they're doing right now with this team stuff. I mean, some of it is. Um, has nothing to do with physical prowess or the football stuff. It's just like bonding and, and being there for your brother, being someone that they can trust, um, that you're going to show up on time. You're going to do what is asked of you. Um, and you could tell it like he was genuinely like impressed. Like Thomas Fedone's team won that first competition and Fedone was sort of the orchestrator of it, like getting guys, you know, to show up at certain times. Okay, what's our schedule, this and that. Um, and it it made an impression, I think, on the coach. And so they're watching. They're watching those guys that are, are you going to do what you say you're going to? Um, and um, are you going to do um, something for your teammate, something that's selfless? Um, and so there's a lot of that going on right now, kind of mixed in with the, the physical test they're getting. Um, that I think is useful uh, that you could probably um, you could probably uh, do in other businesses and and it would make you successful although I I probably wouldn't uh, include the part of like trying to carry Teddy Prohaska on my back across <laughs> the yeah that, uh, ma- that made me hurt just watching uh, well I see, mean, that's, seeing that's, that, that he had to go halfway and then do it again that made me yeah, hurt that, I mean that's 330 some odd pounds of a 6'10 frame uh, yeah it's a, it's a big boy hey I like the gaming uh, style of practice too
to BC, and I was telling that to DB off the start. But, you know, I, I, I want to go back on this because I don't, I don't know if it was you that asked the question in the press conference or, or if it was somebody else, but basically establishing with Coach, and you guys were in unison when you, when you said, this is year one for everybody. Um, and I almost wonder if that's why they are leading with team building exercises during winter workouts. And I want to ask you, do you think that's the reason? Do you think we're going to see repetition in team building as the years go on under coach rule? Yeah, I think we will. Um, and I think you almost have to across college sports, not just with the current situation in front of us here at Nebraska, because the portal is so busy. Teams are, I mean, it's more free agency that's, than it's ever been in college sports. Like, go back to Hoiberg real quick with his team. He'll have to do it a little bit again with a new squad with three or four key parts, you know, that they'll have to pick up to add to next year's team. And, you know, Rule will probably have the same thing. I don't know that they'll go as portal heavy uh, in the future as they have to as they have been this year, but there's always going to be new faces. There's going to be people coming and going. And I think it's always important too, to just get you out of that stance of being in a click. And um, that's definitely came across as something that's happening where it's not going to be a deal where the defensive linemen are at this table and the linebackers are over here, or you're just hanging with your buddy that, you know, you, you, you walked on with or whomever, you know, that you, you're from the same state as, um, you're going to get in spots where like, you know, Thomas Fedone had chief boarders on his team, you know, a guy from council bluffs with a guy from, uh, who transferred in from, uh, Florida, you know? And I, I just, I like how they're just mixing, um, everybody up and they're making people, I think probably get out of their comfort zone a little bit right now. And hopefully then you get to a point where that's not uncomfortable when it counts, um, where you just sort of know what that person's about. And, um, have relationships that sort of go beyond the lines. And I do think that can matter when you get to the season and things get kind of tense around here. BC, uh, on a, on a personal, like my own personal thoughts, like about Thomas Fedona, I've been relatively quiet over the last couple of years, just because I felt like there was a lot of growing up he had to do in terms of understanding that other people matter. And, and there are other people on the football field. As I listen to him now, the level of trust that he appears to have in this staff and vice versa for them to put him in front of the mic, because as you know, he can be a fantastic soundbite if you just turn him loose. And he seemed to, his self-awareness, there's growth. Like I can hear, there's still that, ooh, what's he going to say? But <laughs> they turned him loose just to talk about the, the, the squad without having any meaningful reps yet. Do, am I reading yeah. too far into that, or you think there's something to that? No, I think it, and I, I think it's a cool thing. I think around here that's happened too much in the past where it felt like you had to, with certain coaches, you had to, um, I get it. You, you want them to actually do something before they're out in front of the media. But I think sometimes it's useful for a guy to actually get in front of the microphones before that, before we're like in the middle of October and it's after a, a 35, 27 game or something where you're having to answer tough questions and you get called out. I think this is useful for guys this time of year um, to, um, you know, 
we hear from different people, hear what's on their mind. And they also, um, they learn how to do it. They learn how to be in front of the microphone and what it's like in this state where every uh, word you say sort of gets put under the microscope. And I, but back to your, I'm getting away from your point. I, I do think I've seen a maturity in him and sort of how he was answering the questions. And you'd expect that, I guess, as a guy through goes through a couple of years of college. I just like his, um, the, the fact that he's had two serious injuries and he's not going to let that define him. And that's clear right now. He's like, you know, that has changed the timing on things for me, but it hasn't changed the destination. And I really like that outlook. I think that's a very mature outlook. And yes, he's shooting for the moon and wants to be the Mackey Award winner and all that stuff. And people can think what they want of that. But I'd rather have a guy with that sort of attitude who goes about it that way than, than the other way. So give me that any day. BC... You know, speaking of injuries, some would say Hoiberg got lucky with how everything fell into place this year because of how quickly things took a turn for the worst. To some degree, though, you have to settle on luck as a coach. You know, take it from Coach Rule's perspective. How lucky does he have to get with the pieces he's compiled this year to have a season that's successful in Husker fans' eyes? I always think there's a bit of luck involved with a, a season with injuries and stuff like that. I mean, even last year's squad, like, um, you know, when when Nuri got suspended before the season and, you know, then Prohaska's injured three games or so in, that changes everything. So, I mean, if you avoid a, a couple of those things at, like, a key position group where we're sort of asking questions right now, that's going to be a big difference. But the thing is, I don't think that's going to throw him off the process with, if they, if they get a couple bad breaks, I just think he's a guy who's just going to be like, okay, what's next? What's the next thing to do uh, tomorrow, you know, to that with what we have. So, um, and I think especially in year one, uh, yes, they're going to want to win, but there's not that, there's not that year four or five angst, you know, that there is with the coach when he feels like, he's got to have seven or eight wins that season. It's going to be a little bit different around here just because it's year one. So you hope they do catch some breaks, but I also think um, he understands this is a, this is a long build here. This isn't just something that we're going to, if we have a bad thing happen on a Thursday, um, we understand that, um, you know, we can, we can move past that. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot more ahead. So um, I don't think he's going to get, knock down too much when there is that injury that pops up because there will be there i mean that's football you have to deal with that stuff and adversity and i just don't think that's gonna knock him and this staff over well it's a guy like eric gilbert and we kind of heard that he was came in overweight a little bit and 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 working on some fitness mj sherman there's some guys that came with a, a few accolades in terms of the transfer portal when do you allow yourself to speculate or kind of be interested in who we are or who we aren't hearing from? Um, I, I mean, I think uh, it'll be a lot of clue searching during the spring. And I, I, I would <laughs> say by the end of spring, you kind of want to know, like uh, you want, want to feel like, okay, you're hearing a coach maybe speak on that guy. What I don't know, though, Damon, is like how much this staff will be like that. You know, like, are they going to be want to get into the individual talk and make that public consumption? Or is it going to uh, be stuff they like to kind of keep behind closed doors about how a guy's progressing? So I don't know if we're going to get like the individual updates as much as we want. But I do think if, if they are doing that, yeah, by like the 10th, 11th, 12th practice of spring, 
you'd kind of like to hear, you know, yeah, this guy, he's flashing, he's doing this and that there's this, he's got to put this together, but, um, there's definitely something there. Um, you know, the, the, with this, with this year, um, I think you have to carry some of that into fall camp a bit. But I always think if, if by the end of spring um, you're not hearing a lot from a guy, it can be tough sometimes um, for that person to uh, put it all together between then and the fall. Um, so I, I do think this is going to be a critical 15 practices where guys sort of sort who's, who's where in line. Um, and then, you know, it'll be a challenge to kind of rearrange that when you get to August. We're talking to Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker 24-7. Brian, you know, just finished up watching the NFL Combine, and as I watched, it had me thinking about the 2023 class because the ones that were sent from Nebraska came from the transfer portal opposed to the year removed when you had uh, four guys that, you know, started and ended at Nebraska. And now it kind of seems like if you look at who could be next from Nebraska, they would be transfer portal guys. They would be a guy like Eric Gilbert or Ben Scott or MJ Sherman, you know, Jeff Sims, etc. And it, it has me thinking, are we at a point in time in college sports to where uh, to go to the combine it's going to be guys that come out of the transfer portal opposed to four-year guys Uh, and maybe a follow-up to that in regards to Matt Rule and what he's been able to do with producing Sunday players what's the recommendation to these 2023 recruits to stay the course because he can develop NFL prospects yeah I don't think we have to believe that that's just the way it's going to be that it's just going to be guys who had portaled in here and then they were here for a year or so and had success. I I don't think rule wants to ultimately build his program just around that. And um, he said as much. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I think he, he will talk to recruits and say, if you look at his track record at temple and Baylor, um, they took a lot of guys from high school that were under the radar um, as, as, you know, recruiting sites would probably have it. And um, they built them into really good college players or pro prospects, and they they stuck with guys who sometimes had to, you know, recalculate their route a little bit and all that stuff. Um, so I I think uh, I I think it's going to really come down to developing high school guys when it's when it's all said and done, and then you mix in that one or two special portal players along the way. But yeah, I don't think we should act like last year's template is what's always going to be the template, especially under rule. I agree. I think if he had his druthers, it would be what you just described. The bulk of it is through the high school development ranks with the sprinkling in of going to to get the special grocery ingredient from the portal. BC, go go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's always different that first year, too, where you're just like, okay, what's not in this cupboard, yep. you know, and I got I got to stack some glasses here quick. And um, so, that, I mean, that, there's some of that that went on, but I don't I don't know if we'll see the exact same numbers portal wise in the future. That's going to be something to track. Right, right. Hey, we appreciate your time, BC. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. We'll talk again next week. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, B. That is Brian Christofferson, again, senior writer for Husker 24-7. If you want to f- toss up a follow on Twitter, Twitter, it's at Husker247BC. We just finished up <laughs> talking about the NFL Combine, and we won't continue that portion of it, but at 845, we'll talk about franchise tags and NFL quarterbacks, and uh, there's just a lot to kind of unpack uh, 
with what happened yesterday. So stick around for that segment. We'll have Kevin Suits on next. We'll also talk to Mike Grimm at 9 o'clock. Go for Radio Network uh, football and men's basketball play-by-play. Uh, follow that up at 945 with a, a friend, a good friend, Ron Johnson, host of the Ron Johnson Show, DB and was on that show last week, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Um, so we're going to bring Ron on because he can kind of dive into a lot of different things, uh, especially, you know, who's going to be the signal caller next year at Minnesota? Will he know? Will he not know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> we'll find out. Two for you also at 930. That presented by Dingman's Collision Center. If you want to play, stick around at 930. But again, Coming up next, we have Kevin Suits. He is the sports director at 1011 Now, and he's got a busy day ahead. We'll talk with him next.